Hello, good evening and welcome to episode 16 of Chalk Talk here on Microbrew Radio. We are live in the studio tonight. Episode 16, by the way, that has flown. I can't believe it. We have a very special guest tonight, co-owner of The Break Room and a player in the local leagues, Ryan Gibbs. There's your applause, mate. Cheers, mate. I'm not sure uh, I'm special, but... Just take yeah, the we'll, we'll, just take, we'll do well. Yeah, we'll take the applause anyway. How are you? You right? Yeah, good, mate. I'm good, yeah. yeah. Enjoying the weather. Bit nervous? No, okay? no, no, no. No, good. That's what we like to hear. It's a shame that um, Foxy couldn't be with us tonight. Yeah, some people say that was a blessing. Well, uh, as long as he's listening at some point, that'd be great. <laughs> no, yeah, so what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll jump straight in. If you do have any questions, guys, please prop them through microbrewradio.com or direct them to myself through my Facebook and uh, I'll get them shouted out for you. So, your story behind Paul then, mate. When did it all start? Well, uh, a bit of a funny story, really. Um, we used to have a little pool table in the garden. Only used to see it at summer. Um, probably three or four, maybe. Uh, used to just try and knock a few balls around until one day I climbed on top of the pool table. It collapsed, folded me up like a bit of an accordion. And <laughs> yeah, I loved it ever since, really. But um, like a lot of people, you know, growing up around the pubs and, and the clubs and that, you know, whether your family was into that, it was something to do. And yeah, I loved it ever since. It's an easy thing to get into, isn't it? You know, it really when is. you know when you're in the pub and you know your parents give you fifty p or whatever, it it doesn't take long to get hooked. And there you go, straight yeah, in. Yeah, when you sat on the sidelines as a kid and you just want <laughs> something to do, don't you? And That's it, mate. Yeah, we'll that's it. Grab a queue and that a big go. guy on the table. I take him. <laughs> Easy stuff. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to jump it straight in with a quick fire round. Something that um, Keith Rudin, one of your players on a Wednesday, um, brought to the table. Okay, which is which is good of him. But I enjoyed doing this with him, and I've not done it with anyone else since. So okay, we're going to go straight in. You answer him as honest as possible. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Best one frame player. Certainly not me. Um, it's a tough start. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking right now in local, you've got to look at Kyle. The guy doesn't miss. Mm. So he's relentless. So, you know, one one frame or even 20 frames, he's relentless. Yeah. So I'd be having Kyle every day. Fair. Best cue action? Oh, definitely me. Yeah? Yeah, I think I'm the only person that thinks that. But, yeah, no... Um, it's hard to say, you know, I don't I don't play a lot now, but, you know, I think my good friend Daz Hibbert hits the ball really well. Probably not good to look at, but he hits the ball lovely. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, best safety player? Wow. If it makes it easier, these can be players you've played with. Mm. That makes it a little... You know, uh, Mike Flanagan springs to mind to begin with. Mm-hmm. He's... Um, he likes to tie people in knots just for the sake of it, I think. So, yeah, I'll go, we'll go with Mike, keeping all the teammates in there. Whilst we're sticking with Mike, he was chosen as Keith's luckiest player uh, <laughs> last time. Who would you go with? I've got to gr- agree. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Flanagan <laughs> is the luckiest player, and he won't see it. He might listen to this, but it's the same Paul or Snooker. Mike is the luckiest player yeah. I've ever played against. That's fair. I think it's, it's becoming unanimous now. Um, worst loser? At one point, I'd have probably said Foxy or Paul. Um, he don't play enough now to lose an awful lot. 
So, um, all of my team at the minute. Yeah, um, not happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a funny one. We can yeah, skip it if you yeah, don't want to upset I'm, anyone. No, it's not that. I'm not sure, you know. I'm not sure. Okay. This one, I think, will be a little easier. Most competitive. Definitely, Paul. Yeah, from yeah. knowing him personally and, you know, as a friend, he's definitely the most competitive when he's involved. Okay, nice. Um, I'm going to base this on the current Wednesday league. I know you're not playing much of the minute, but you have done over the years. The best table you've played on. And what I'm going to say is I'm going to say pubs rather than you like break room spot on potters because yeah. they genuinely look after tables anyway, mm-hmm. some more than others. But you know, pub wise, what's the best table you've played on? Yeah, it's tough when you don't play a lot, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I've put you on the spot early have, doors yeah, today because I've just not played so. For a lot, a long, and you know, the pool league now is is based around the clubs rather than the pubs. You know, you see things like the Jube having a new table in. You know, it's not something I've played there, but it's great to see them in, in investing and having a decent table. Yeah. Um. I mean, I could name you some absolute shockers. Oh, yeah. yeah this, that's what that's what the fans want to hear. Let's go. Yeah, some shockers. Yeah, let's go. I mean, I used to play at the Vine in Tutbury. Okay. That that, uh, that pool table only used to be up three days a week. Mm. And the other four, it was in on its side in the owner's kitchen. Oh, fantastic. Uh, with no legs on. So that was always good. Um, the slate used to move. <laughs> yes, that was good. Um, I used to play, um, I think it was the Red Lion. And they had a Jack Russell. And the dog used to pinch any ball that went down the pocket run off with it fantastic the league games used to go on a while so yeah I've played in some some good ones over the years but you always remember the bad ones don't you that's always do that's it I used to play at the Uxbridge on a Sunday okay oh mate I've yeah there's there's not enough words for how bad it was it was really small where you broke from there was a wall right behind you so we had this specific like half queue that was made for breaking and then on one of the sides there was a projector screen and the other side there was like a like a wooden bit that you couldn't queue around oh mate it was table was awful as well so yeah. it doesn't help it's the general public though that's it's just a pool table isn't it exactly mate exactly um yeah i'll tell you what we'll do a couple more of these so i don't stump you anymore because they are they are quite tough when you've not been playing but first one i'm going to go with is if you had to pick someone that you've played with to go into a money match to win who would you pick Mm, so you're looking sort of good under pressure, mm. consistent. Uh, Composure-wise, I mean, it, the easy choice is Kyle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think when you you look at everything that a money match brings, you know, with the environment and stuff, I think John thrives on that sort of stuff if he's playing regular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So John Chambers would be a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, you could pick you could pick a few for different reasons. You could, yeah. All around, it's got to be Kyle at the minute. Yeah, but um, fair you know, I don't want to keep using Kyle. I, it's fair though, isn't it? It is at the <laughs> minute. He's doing everything. Fair. So it, yeah, it's definitely fair. I tell you what, I'm going to ask you one more. Um, 
Who's the hardest player to beat that you've ever played against? Hardest player to beat? That is tough. Keith Diddles are solid with these questions. but they, Yeah, I you think know. he's had a time to think about these. <laughs> hardest player to beat? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't prepared for these. I mean, I've not been playing, but... <laughs> You know, Mike Flanagan, for all his, you know, for all his worth, he's just, he's granite when he's actually on it. He is tough to beat. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's relentless at the same time mm-hmm. when he's playing well. You know, he's probably a bit past it now and he'll, he won't mind me saying that, but he's, he's granite when he's on it. He's horrible at times and he's, you know, he can play dirty and yeah. he, he's got everything, you know, and yeah, he's, Definitely tough to beat. Yeah, fair. Well, I'll apologise for the tough questions to start with. It'll it'll get yeah, easier. You put you'll, me on the spot. Yeah, you'll be fine. That's what we're here for. It's what the fans want. Um, something that the fans do want that they've uh, someone's asked me to ask you. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Oh dear. Um, I couldn't find the soundtrack that he wanted me to play for you. But right. Kev okay. Chilton asked me to ask you why I should play the Jurassic Park theme. Oh no. <laughs> I don't even think I can say it on air. Um, yeah, we went away to Golden Eight Ball, and there was a person that we seen around the arena quite a lot. Okay. Um, and to, just to put it politely, he resembled a T Rex, I guess. Right. Um, and there is a meme that goes round with the Jurassic Park theme. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was that that guy in the uh, in the meme, but. Yeah, I've got to keep it clean, and it's yeah, it's maybe, a bit of a best. Mick taking one. It's one of them you've got to be there, but um, for the team that actually went that weekend, if that comes on, even now, everyone's in hysterics. <laughs> okay, and uh, Chilo, yeah, he won't let me forget that one. Yeah, he's, he set you up there asking that. I, yeah. d- I didn't know the story behind it, but yeah, no, um, try and keep it clean and uh, and polite, but yeah, it's one of them you've got to be there. We get the we get the uh, yeah, maybe after the show I'll show you. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, we'll end the show there then. No, I'm um, just before we move on to other things, just speaking of your own <clears throat> your own kind of pool experience, what's your greatest achievement whilst playing? Well, I mean, I'm probably like a D-list celebrity in pool, so um, it's not very high anymore. Um, but you know, you know, when I used to play county pool, you know, I think it was a bit more prestigious than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed County Pool, and I thought it was a good step. Um, you know, they've got the potential to make the England team and all that. And when it's when it's run correctly, it's a good feeling. Um, part of me thinks now, you know, you can play with whoever you want, whatever county you want, realistically. That prestige isn't there. But, you know, I really enjoyed my time playing county, and I don't say I'd do it again. But I look back on it and think, do you know what, that was a good standard. Some really good people, you know, not just in our county, but in other counties. You meet some great people. And the standard was there. Mm. Now, the standing pool is great now, but I think at county, there was only a select handful of players that really were good enough to play county at the time. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. And, yeah, I've got definitely got no singles titles to uh, 
neither, there. neither have I, mate. Like, we won't we won't class the Tuesday ones as a. <laughs> so some people will bring them up for you, but no. Um, <laughs> I know I've had a couple of successes with doubles with Paul. You know, me and Paul, I think on a day of very very strong doubles pairing, mm-hmm. um, we bounce off each other. We know what shots to play. So you know, so we've had the odd comp at Blackpool that we've won, and uh, obviously the local league stuff. But yeah, singles ones, not a lot to speak of. It's hard in this area when you look at the players over the years and then now as well. Yeah, you know, to progress that far, it's just it's just difficult. It just is. It's just nice to compete yeah. nowadays. You know, when you don't take it as serious, it's mm-hmm. nice to compete. Um, but yeah, the standards quality now. Yeah, and back on the terms of county, I mean. You are right. I mean, I started playing county for the adult section back in 2017, I think it was. And people have always slated the C section, but that was how I got in and that's how I started playing pool. And the standard wasn't bad for a C section, you know. And then obviously I made the jump up to the Bs, but it was like the C section, the lads were, were good enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like now it's, you know, we trialed and it was like two or three people got in. To, to the C team and then a couple in the B's, couple in the A's, however it worked. I feel like now it is like there are people that will fail at trials and halfway through the season because they're short. Yeah. They'll get chucked into County Pool and it's I think that's where the, the prestige goes. Yeah, I mean I've I've still got quite strong feelings about the way the county setup is, you know, nationally, not just just for Staffordshire, let's say, or Derbyshire. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a lot better. But I think the whole system needs looking at where there's a step between league pool and county pool and someone needs to be in the middle of that going, no, you're good enough or you're not good enough. Yeah. You know, controversially, I don't think there should be a C-section because I think the county should be the best of the best in that area. Mm-hmm. And the more teams you put in, I mean, one one year, I think there was like a Staffordshire E-team or something. That's not county, that's just making teams up. Yeah, that's... And for me, the prestige there should be, if you're good enough, you should play county. If you're not, go and practice and play a bit more and try and get in. Mm-hmm. And if you're in there, then you know you should be in there. Yeah. Do you think it was a case of kind of, we've got way too many players for the Bs. You know, some of you are actually good enough, but we've already got 13 in the squad and we can only play nine anyway. Yeah. Do you think they just kind of went, ah, oh, well, we'll just make another section? I think so. I think, I think there was a call for it um, at the time, you know, the C's and it went C1 and C2 and you know we've got to remember as well some of the money went into the organisation as well mm-hmm. so as an organisation I, I don't know the situation maybe they were after a bit more money who knows to me if it was if it was just my choice solely and it is my opinion I think you just have A's and B's yeah. good enough you're good enough if you're not you're not mm-hmm. go away and practice yeah. if you're in there then well done to you yeah fair Completely fair. On the last topic of County Pool, um, I know things have been said before, but can you see a future for Staffordshire Pool being at your place at the break room? <laughs> a few people have asked that already. Um, look, me and Paul have both said we'd definitely facilitate it if we could. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't, as a new business, we can't give too much away. And I think there's an expectation, especially from local players that think that businesses can give more away than you know, yeah. free table time, free shirts, free this, free that. And you can't. But I'm not going to say that we wouldn't look at it. We definitely would. We'd like to have it there. I think county needs to be run correctly first. Yes. 
Um, there's probably a big change from what I'm hearing. I'm not involved in it up 100%, but, you know, I'd go on record and say I'd probably have, like to have something to do with it mm-hmm. long term. But, yeah, I would have, we would have it there. Yeah, I th- when I look at the place, um, I think it's a, if I was to go away and play at a place like the break room, I'd kind of be like, when you walk in, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, this is a, it's a good venue. I mean, I went, I came in with um, Harvey Elmhurst when he was on the show with us a few weeks back, and, and Greggy. And as soon as Harvey walked in, he went, oh, this place is effing lovely. Like I won't say the word, obviously, but he was like, this would make a great county venue. This would. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's it's there, isn't it? But yeah, look, I say I will go on record, and this is for Paul as well. We'll entertain it, you know, we'll look at it and we do, we would be interested. But for the people that it involves, let's sit down, have a conversation. We'll tell you what we could do. You tell us what you want and we'll come up to it. We'll come to an agreement. You know, we'll, we'll facilitate it if it's there. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, in terms of the break room, you know, how did, how did that come about? Because I, when I saw it originally, um, I had heard nothing about it, about you and, you and uh, Paul obviously taking over. So how did, how did it all unfold, let's say? I mean, it's good to hear that you didn't know because a lot of people did know and <laughs> word was spreading like wildfire. And the people we wanted to tell first, face-to-face, we didn't want to risk yeah, of them course. finding out on the grapevine. But that's Burton for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, But no, people that are close to us know that me and Paul had have had this idea for a long, long time. Right. A long time. Um, even to the days where we inquired about the old Chicago rock building before it was Nando's and Nando's. Oh, right, yeah. mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been on the back burner for a long time and we we just sat in the van or the car, I'm not sure, after after pool one night. We had a f- you know, a few ideas and we just said, you know what, let's let's have a look at see how viable it is. And I went away the next day, got my cogs ticking and yeah, I spent probably six, seven, eight hours on the computer pricing a lot of stuff up, getting in touch with a few people. And we said, you know what? We could probably make this work. Yeah. Um, let's sit down, have some more conversation with people. And it snowballed really quickly, really quickly. You know, we, when you're looking for a venue the size of ours or, you know, the size for a pool and snoo call or a sports bar, you need a big venue. And to try and find a big venue and then you look and there's one there for you. Yeah. It's, it's a stroke of, of luck. Yeah. Middle of the town, you know, ground floor, which is important. Yeah, we were like, right, let's let's go and have a look, and it just makes you gets your juices flowing, doesn't it? And yeah, of course. Yeah, it snowballed really, really quickly um, in the space of probably a couple of months. Before we knew it, we had the keys, and we were night and day in there, three hours, you know, four hours, five hours a night, on top of anything we're doing in the day. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to September, and we were open. It it went. <laughs> It went by in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. No, it's good, and and you know, has it has it been going better than expected, or is it is it tough going? Or yeah, I mean, for people that run businesses like that, especially in the town centre, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's really tough, and unfortunately, until you're actually part of that, people don't understand. You know, people see, uh, you know, the general public or pool players just playing pool and enjoying themselves, and there might be four, five, six tables on, but the outgoings and the you know, the people that want your money on the other side of it, mm-hmm. there's more of them. So it's tough. You know, it's it comes with its stresses, but long-term, you know, we want to make a success of it, so we're trying to do things right. Yeah, I think we'll get there, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah, of course. And is the f- what's the feedback been like 
from from customers I, I suppose the feedback's great you know we we tried to listen to what people wanted before this idea even came up you know so when we did go live with it we were ready for what people wanted and you know Paul in Burton has been you know it's been growing for a couple of years now and people wanted another venue mm-hmm. you know and I'm not going to slate other venues but people wanted another venue so we came up with that and, you know, we wanted to be a bit different. So things like the darts hockeys and, you know, the cocktail machine and everything we did, we wanted to do well. It comes at a price. Obviously. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know, we stayed with that mantra and we wanted to create a venue that people will use day in, day out. Now the summer's tough. The winter, that business will come back and, you know, we're pushing towards a year already. So we're yeah, doing it's, something it's right. scary. It is scary. Um in terms of the the dartboards that you that you had put in, have they been as big a success as as you had hoped? Uh, they're a slow burner, so people like them. People are still struggling to understand the concept a little bit of why they've got to play for for darts. But the people that have been in there, you know, they get it, and you know, an hour and hour of, at an hour and a half of darts. But there's games on there, you know. When you compare it to bowling, still cheaper. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's a slow burner. Hopefully it'll take off as more people get to know about it. But yeah, we're going to keep them in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, in terms of kind of, what's the way to put it? I mean, I've been in, I go in all of the pool places around here, all of the snooker halls, your, your spot-ons, yourselves, potters. Um, what do you think you could do? And this is something that a couple of people asked me to mention as well, but it was something that I had already written down. What do you think you could do in a way of attracting more people to you? I know, obviously, at the minute, as you say, somewhere it's tough. It's not easy to get people in. But what could you do in terms of bringing people to you? Is there any more that you can do, do you think? It's a tough question, that. It's really tough. And, you know, if I had all the answers, you know, we'd be taking millions out of it. But... Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe we could host the podcast. I don't know. That seems to be taken off. So maybe we could hold the podcast there. Get a studio in the corner. Um, yeah, it's a real tough one, and I think you've got to think outside the box, mm-hmm. and also go against some of the values that you you know originally put in there. So I don't mind saying, and Paul won't mind me saying. You know, we're looking at things like karaoke. Okay. Because. People want something different. They mm-hmm. want to enjoy themselves. And pool's not for everyone. You know, dartboards aren't for everyone. The challenge for us is, you know, one is space. It might be a big venue, but there's there's certain challenges in there. Um, but yeah, just doing something that catches on, that people enjoy. Yeah, you know. I've been in there before and have seen people just sitting and having a drink, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so karaoke's not, not a bad shout. In the town, you know, a night like tonight, you'd attract people. Yeah, so it, it is on the, it is in the pipeline, I think, and we will try it. Obviously, a big thing for us is going to be food. Mm-hmm. You know, we really want to do food and not just your bog standard stuff, but something that you know people actually enjoy. You're not going to come and sit for a meal with us, but actually, if you're going to spend your money, let's spend your money on something half decent. You might stay with us for another drink or, you know, a game of pool or snooker or darts or whatever else. So, yeah, we, it's going to be a long process for us. You know, we're not millionaires. You know, we're not backed by anybody. It's two people that are working full-time jobs to then pay for another business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, open to ideas. You know, people, 
can text in if they want. If they've got any ideas, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll consider them. If they've got a couple of grand knocking about, we'll take that as well. Yeah, let us, let us know, guys. Let us know. Uh, maybe not about the couple of grand. That's not going to be easy. But <laughs> oh, well, sh- I'll share it if you want, Dave. Uh, oh, okay. All right. I'll have a think. Um, something that used to be good at, at spot on, I'm sure they probably won't mind me saying. I think it was maybe when it was Riley's anyway. Boo button. Um, okay. Hold on. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. We might have them on the show at some point. Um, if you're listening, guys, from Spot On, I love you. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Anyway, something they used to do, I think it was when it was Riley's, was they had um, they had like full-sized pizzas and they used to come in the pizza box as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm a man that's easily pleased. Yeah. And listen, I used, to, I used to love going to play pool or snooker with my brother and just have a full-on pizza, pepperoni, you know, cheese stuff crust. On the side while I'm playing pool, that is, I tell you what, mate. There's so your uh, funny story about that. Actually. Oh, go on. So um, it was only two weeks ago we did a flyer. Might have been last week actually. And the week running up to it, me and Paul had a conversation about doing food. What can we do short term to get you know for people to stay and enjoy themselves? So I got in contact with someone about a pizza oven. And we got all the way through. You know, yeah, we can have a look or, you know, it all going good. I made him an offer and they just ignored me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Meshed him again, nothing. Oh. Yeah. Nothing. I just heard nothing. Well. We, I'd have bought it there and then. I'd have bought it for the price they were asking. You know, but I just wanted to get some details. Who was it? I can't tell you. It wasn't local, though. Oh, right, okay. And, uh, yeah, we couldn't get it. It was going to have a pizza oven in there and... Make pizzas. That fly likes you. <laughs> you have to take him over. <laughs> There's quite a few in here, though. All right, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll ignore him. They'll yeah, be here. Maybe I didn't have time for a shower. I don't know. <laughs> you smell fine, mate. Yeah. Do not worry. Um, so the last thing on, on the break room, you know, you've already kind of touched on it a little bit, but what are the plans for the future? Um, well, yeah, food's, food's a big one. You know, it's... Is there an upstairs that may be available? <laughs> there yeah, I know people have asked that. Yeah, there is an upstairs. There's actually three stories. All right, okay. And we haven't got access to it from our section of the building. But there is an upstairs um, that is empty. So, never say never, you know. If people want to com- start coming using the break room a bit more and take a bit more money and, you know, we, we might extend it. The amount of people that ask us for bowling alley, I mean, it's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, people of Burton want a bowling alley. They do. They, they, they're true. desperate for it, and I think they'll have it anywhere. I can't believe they got rid of ours, I'll be honest. Yeah. It was yeah. it was massive for Burton, that was. Yeah, yeah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, food's a big one. Um, you know, if we can keep on top of the tables and keep them in tip-top condition, you know, that's that's a good one for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, Um I did say that was the last thing, but I have actually got one more thing that's just popped in my head. Are there, you have any? Do you have any competitions lined up? I know you. I know I'm in one soon. Yeah, so there's we've got a ladies' comp on the 23rd. It's the first one. Um, that was due to happen probably two months ago, um, but it didn't. Um, but yeah, we've got that going on the 23rd, and we've got another comp on the 30th. I think that's the one you're in. I think yes. it's the 30th. Sunday the 30th. That sounds yeah. about right. Well, yeah. Josh Josh Roberts is, is organising a lot of our comps now. Mm-hmm. Just to take the workload 
off uh, off me and Paul a little bit. And yep. you know, Josh is interested in upping the game and you know holding some great tournaments. And he's he's good at what he does. So you know, support them comps. Hopefully, he'll do some more for us. You know, and it's not about making money for us. You know, we we want to offer something good to to the customers and mm-hmm. you know and the local pool players. Making money's nice. We ultimately said, you know, it's about offering a good venue and a different venue for Burton. So, yeah, brilliant. Okay, what we're going to move on to now? Um, something I know you mentioned talking on. I've spoken about this with a couple of the people on the show. Um, everyone does have different responses and and different things that have gone on in in their lives that have triggered mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is is there any kind of background for you around it? Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, and I mentioned it to you before we started the show. It's become more and more apparent over the last couple of years, you know, people are struggling, you know, and, and in particular, and this doesn't say, you know, the ladies out there don't struggle, but men's man, mental health is, um, yeah, it's is something that's really quite serious at the minute. And the more people talk about it, the more you realise that, you know, it's it's more of a problem and, I get to talk to so many people through the break room, through my job, you know, just through things I do. And you wouldn't believe the amount of people that you have that conversation with. Mm-hmm. It's you know, scary. It, it really is. Until you've been through it, it's it really opens your eyes. And, and I have been through my own issues. A lot of people have their issues, you know. I, I, I don't sit back and go, you know, poor me. But there's a lot of people out there struggling, you know, and... There is help out there, you know, but don't be scared to seek that help. And that's, you know, I'm, and I say that majority to to the men out there, you know, it's not shameful to go and accept that you need some help. You know, you might not need the same help that your friend needs, but go and get it. Yeah. You know, go and talk about it because, you know, you'll see the benefits in the long mm-hmm. run. And, you know, everyone says, you know, we need to raise, raise awareness and we do. There's a lot of people out there that have struggled or are struggling. Let's get it out. Let's let's raise the awareness week on week. Get the help. There are other people struggling. Mm-hmm. You're not on your own. Yeah, I mean, I said a minute ago, it's it's scary the amount of people that come out with these issues. But also at the same time, it's I don't want to say it's refreshing that people are struggling, but it's refreshing that there are more people. That it's not just yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like you say, you're, you're not on your own. I mean. I have struggled in the past speaking to people that haven't been in the same situation because I feel like, and it's it's no fault of their own, but I feel like they just don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I find speaking to people that have been in similar situations helps me millions and I could then talk all day about it. Um, but yeah, listen, any, anyone listening, if you're, if you're struggling, just, just speak to anyone. Like, I mean, my inbox is always open. Um, Likewise, you know, I th- I think the problem we have is, I think women, I think they can speak about it, and if they social media is a big thing, and I think if they if they say anything on social media, they could have countless people asking them how they are and if they're okay and if they need to speak, blah blah blah. I've seen people write posts about how they're struggling mentally on social media, and I'll I'll message anyone that's struggling because I don't want people to be in that situation because I know how it feels, but I have seen people have that post on there for about three days and no one said a word. It's not to say people haven't messaged them, but nobody's reacted to it. And a lot of men feel alone. And I, I think social media is a big part in people feeling alone because 
if you're not being reacted to when you've openly said you're struggling, what reason do you have to say it again to anyone else? You're just going to suffer. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I've got my own views on social media. If it wasn't for the business, I wouldn't be having social media. Mm -hmm. It's quite toxic at times. And there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, portraying something they're probably not. Um, But it has got a lot to do and a lot to answer for with mental health. And I think, you know, you just briefly touched on it there. I think it is a bit more acceptable for, for women to raise that they're struggling than men. But it shouldn't be. Oh, no, no. It, it no. shouldn't be. And the more conversation of you, would be surprised how many people do struggle. And you can see people that are in the limelight and, you know, they've got a lot of friends. And chances are they're struggling just as much as the person that hasn't got any of that. Everyone has their own challenges. And... Um, yeah, let's just keep talking about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, another thing I'll say is if you are struggling, and this might sound daft, but if you are struggling and you're not involved in the pool world and you happen to be listening to this, go out and play pool. Go and go and socialise in your break rooms, your potters, your spot on. Go and speak to people because pool alone, I mean, there were days where I would struggle and I would just go for a game of pool on my own and that would help incredibly, just being on my own. But when I say go to the Great Northern on a Wednesday, I'll, I'll give the outcasts a shout out. There you go, lads. You best be listening. Um, you know, even if I've had a bad, bad day mentally on a Wednesday, if I go there Wednesday night, I know within a couple of hours, they'll have brought me back down to earth and we'll be, I'll be having a good time. And there are lads in that team that have been in the same situation. Mm-hmm. The pool world is so effective in this sense, in the mental health sense. And, you know, I think it's good that people know that and that they, they have got a, a safe space they can go to and enjoy themselves and meet new people that have been in same situations and not feel like they're alone. Yeah, I, I agree to to a lot of that. Um, don't get me wrong, there's some situations that come with Paul that can be quite daunting mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, almost tip you the other way. But the best thing you can do is keep your mind occupied. You know, I swear by exercise, um, get yourself out and about, don't sit alone with your thoughts you know if you're into music go and listen to music just go out and have a walk go and just do something don't sit at home you know there's always people out there that will talk to you but if not just go and do something mm-hmm. you can't sit alone no it's the it's the worst yeah it is the worst um but yeah no it's good to speak about that because quite a lot of people haven't dealt with that side of things. Um, and as I say, some people have, have different views on it and yourself, your views are different to the previous people I've had on the show. So I really appreciate it. Um, we'll, we'll move on and we'll go into kind of junior pool at the moment. Mm-hmm. I know you've got a um, you've got a league at your place at the minute. It's just had its first full season. Yeah, so um, shout out to Mark Tilly, actually. Mark Tilly threw an idea out there that we should, perhaps do an under-18s pool league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so refreshing to see so many youngsters just loving pool, you know, and that's whether it's at the break room, potters, spot on, whatever, you know, there's a lot of youngsters out there now that love playing pool and that's getting them out. They're making new friends. They're enjoying something. So we've gone from the first season where, you know, there was two divisions of eight. There's now three divisions, you know, which... We're 100% back, and every week they're playing minimum of four frames competitively. 
you know, there's cash prizes, there's trophies, and yeah, the the raps you see them each week just progressing and enjoying it and making new friends. And I said to a lot of them, like, you know, you might want to win, but these people around you, are the people you're going to be playing pool with for a hell of a long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably going to play in teams with them, county pool. And, and, you know, some of them are even probably going to be internationals. Make some friends now, and they'll probably be your friends for a long time. Yeah. Stick together. And they're loving it. You know, it's so refreshing to see, and they're getting in the comps that are going on elsewhere. And, yeah, some great, great youngsters playing at the minute. Yeah, it's it's good to see because it wasn't really something that was prominent when I was playing, and, and yourself, I know we're similar, similar age. So it's really good to see, and to see the, the ability as well, by the way. Oh, you know, some scary. of them, are, yeah, some of them are lightning. Yeah, shout out to Ollie Tilly as well. I mean, he's for ten years old. He's phenomenal. Was it Ollie that got to the quarters the other day? He was. He got yeah. He got quite far in one of the comps, and he got a shout out from a couple of people. And yeah, he's he loves the game. Such a lovely little lad, and yeah, he keep keeps up. If he's listening, you're going to do well, but stay grounded. Yeah, that's it. It's. Um Stay grounded is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, definitely. Um, who would you say? I mean, th- there might be an, an obvious answer, but who would you say is the best upcoming talent you've seen in in the league in your under 18s league? So there's, you're right. There is a, a standout, but I'm not going to mention him because I'm sure he's been mentioned a lot of times before. And I'm going to go someone that might surprise, and and people might not even heard of this person. It's actually female. Name's Poppy Lord. I know exactly what you mean. Poppy comes in every week. She keeps herself to herself. She's She clearly loves pool. She enjoys practising. The improvement just in the, you know, the 10 weeks that we've seen her um, play is phenomenal. She's starting to get a lot of accolades and people are starting to notice that she's a good pool player. But she's such a lovely person. If she carries on playing, she's going to be a top, top ladies player. And that's often a ga- an area of the game that gets missed out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's mixing it. She's yeah. mixing it with the lads. She'll she'll go far. She will if we, she carries on. We played them. Uh, we Me and Candice played against Poppy and Ryan Farmer mm-hmm. in the doubles, mixed doubles. And on the first frame, Ryan's broke off, potted one, left the white on the bottom cushion. And the only real... real ball she can see there's a red on the on the side cushion about three or four inches away and she slapped it into the top bag like up the rail <laughs> on our table at the northern that's first shot of the night you know she's not had a practice on our table or anything and I just remember looking at uh, my mate Mickey was there and I just remember looking at him and going wow like there was a few a couple of swear words in there that we won't say but when someone does that off one shot and you know what all night fair play to her every shot she played was intentional where she was leaving the white for Ryan was intentional. You know, Scotch doubles is a hard gig for 12 years old. I I, honestly, I, I couldn't have said any more nice words after the game to her dad, Jason. Um, so yeah, if she sticks at it, as you say, one so hell of a player. Yeah. She's got so much potential. She's a lovely, honest girl. Um, I hope she does well. I hope she's listening and she takes some confidence that people are actually talking about her pool ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will work wonders. It will, yeah, and she needs to believe in herself because she's definitely got the talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, in terms of your, in terms of yourself, 
you know, I know we've spoken about the break room, spoken briefly about you're not really playing much at the minute. Do you have many plans to get back into Paul and, and to maybe kick on a bit? And I know you mentioned the county scene as well. Is that something that would interest you in the future or are you that? Because obviously, believe me, I know life gets in the way quite a lot. Um, you know, is it is that affecting it too much at the minute? I think with me, I go through stages. Um, some some weeks I can play a couple of times a week, have that bit of a buzz. I play a couple of comps. I mean, I up until I don't know a month ago, I'd not played a comp for God knows how long. But I've played a couple of comps. I'm going to go to the one for Dean Marriott Potter's next week. Mm-hmm. Probably should get my queue out. Probably out, but um, it's fits and starts for me. I haven't got the interest long term. I don't think to really to do anything I enjoy playing pool at times you know it's nice to compete um, but no that's the honest answer no I haven't I haven't I, I'll play it when I can and if I can't I'm not going to get hung up on it and that's my game for, a, for especially the last couple of years I don't get hung up on win or losing I'll turn up if I play and I win that's great if I lose go and have a drink and, and chill out for the rest of the night yeah. that's okay. the way I take it now Fair, it's a fair, honest answer. Um, the last thing I'm going to do with you, Ryan, and then I'll let you have a breather, is I know I've already put you on the spot once, Go but on. with every one of my guests, we do a five-a-side team. Okay. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are number one in this team. You get to pick four players. Okay. I'm and not I, sure five or four others would want to play with me. That's the problem. <laughs> they don't get a choice. It's your five-a-side team. Okay, so, fair enough. You know, they can't say anything, can they, unless they want to write in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, reasons for why they're in your team as well. Okay, and players you've played with as well. I, I must say that, yeah, because I don't because people just sit there and go, Chris Mellin, Gareth Potts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've played a bit of county with with John, and yeah, I'm going to say John first. Everyone in Burton's going to say John. He's He's a top player. He's a top bloke. You've got to have him in your team because he brings so much to the team. It's not just the ability, but he's a team player. Mm-hmm. So, John, yeah, you're going to go in there. You're a cert. Um, I'm going to say Callum Coleman. He's a he's a friend of mine. He can be a bit of a nuisance. He's not everyone's cup of tea. But, um, yeah, play, <laughs> players I've played with, you know, that lad loves Paul. He doesn't. He won't admit it, but he loves Paul, and uh, I think he could have achieved a bit more if he'd have put his head to it a little bit more on his day. I think so. Yeah, he's um, he's a very very good player. He lets himself down sometimes, and I've definitely got no problems with telling him that. But um, yeah, he he'll go in there. You know, he's he's a good player. If we're gonna have some doubles in there, you know, in that little match through the five aside, <laughs> Foxy's gonna get in there. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, I need someone. I'm no good at singles, so I need someone to carry me in the double. So Foxy will go in there. Uh, he hates team pool, though. But he'll he'll be in there, and uh, he'll be be playing doubles with me, maybe to win the match. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many's that? Four. That's, That's four. You got one more. One more. One more magic pick. Wow. I mean, I played. Probably just gonna have to go sort of the best player I played with really, and that was at County. And I think Adam Davis is is a real mm-hmm. steady stick. Yep. 
Um, only got to play sort of a season with him, but he's steady as, as they come. Cracking player, nice lad. Get him in there. Yeah, we need someone to actually get some frames on the board out of my team, I think. We'd be playing for the wooden spoon otherwise. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, it's a more than steady team. So that's fair enough. No, thank you for that, Ryan. Um, I'm going to let you finish your... Finish your beer now. Oh, cheers, pal. Um, that's a lie, actually. Don't don't take that drink. Okay, do it anyway. Um, I'm going to give you a chance to do any shout-outs that you might have for anyone. Shout-outs? Um, well, it's not really a shout-out, but Paul should have definitely been here today. As you know, that's what was advertised, being mm-hmm. chickened out. Yep, hold on. Yeah. What have we got in here? Have we got a chicken? Just bear with us a minute, guys. We're trying to find the... Uh, an appropriate thing. I was hoping for like a boo, but <laughs> we did say though if if Paul came on here in the wrong frame of mind, it'd have to be short talk after dark. <laughs> yeah, yes, we did. Yes, um, we did. He's yeah, he won't hold his opinions back. And no, in in fairness, that's what that's what I want from the show. Yeah, but also you'd have to, to have a PG. water shed though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's if it's a pre-record. We can block it out. You see. Yeah, I mean, it made good viewing. <laughs> he just asked Paul his opinion on a lot of things. It's, yeah, it made good to- good talk, but... Um, do you know, uh, I mean, people are getting to know now. I've not had the best time over the last couple of months, you know. Just shout out to all my family and friends, you know. I think, you know, they always stand by me. People support you, and people need to know that their family and friends are appreciated. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can pass life through and not, not show that appreciation, you know, so family and friends, and uh, yeah, the staff at the break room. Yeah, the got, staff. There they go. Yeah, we've got we've got a good team there, and uh, they're keeping the ship afloat. So uh, yeah, well done to all them, and we're proud to have you. Brilliant, excellent. You can now finish your beer. I promise. Thank I'll. You. Uh, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to time for another one. Yeah, go go down, mate. Yeah, go go grab one. I'm just going to do our last couple of shout outs before we close out the show, mate. Okay. Um, so first of all. Thank you to Mark Smith, my promoter as usual. Please go and visit his website, www.ukworldqsports.com. Um, if you like your snooker and your pool, please give it a check out. Um, you know, give him a follow on Facebook, however you want to do it. Mark has also put together a good graphic today of, of future people I've got coming up on the show. Um, as I announced a few people earlier, including Sean Story. Owen Jones, Yvonne Lawrence and Marie Bridges, they will be appearing together. So you've got them to look forward to. Moving on to Potters, obviously my sponsor, um, a few things coming up. They've got a competition um, in July that's groups of four. It's a £10 entry. I believe it's on the 23rd. It's Black Ball Rules and I think they have spaces left. So please contact Vinnie Loden if that is the case. You may have seen it on social media already. Um, in other big news that they released today, they will be starting up on the 6th of August a pool academy for people young and old, anyone that, that, that wants kind of teaching. It will be with two England internationals in Rob Chambers and Carl Cope. So please get involved in that as well. And then just one last note. Um, I received an email earlier today from a gentleman named Colin Pilcher. Him and his friend Mark Murray on the 25th of July at Hooches in County Durham at 7am will be attempting to play pool for 111 hours. Current world record is 105 hours. It will be streamed online and they are doing this um, there's loads of events all day. I think they've got Wade Morley there doing doing a few things, a few challenges. It's all in aid of a couple of charities. 
One of them is If You Care Share, and the other is National Deaf Children's Society. So two great causes. Please get behind that as they try to break the world record. That's it from us tonight. Um, thank you for tuning in, if you have tuned in. If you haven't, have a rubbish weekend. No, I'm joking. Um, have a great weekend, everyone. Next week, next Friday, we have the pre-record of Craig Waddingham and Mike Gibney. It's a great show. Please listen in, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me. Excellent. Have a good weekend, guys. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say Alexa, play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks.